0: This podcast series is supported by members at Patreon. If you want to support this podcast series, head to patreon.com forward slash Cascadian Beer. The revitalization of a struggling neighborhood can create opportunities for many. The opening of a brewery can play a strong part in this rejuvenation process. Welcome to the Cascadian Beer Podcast. My name's Aaron and I'm a Cascadian. I have a background in radio and television broadcasting. I'm a music producer and I have a passion for beer. I don't consider myself to be an expert in beer by any means, but I do enjoy and respect the craft and the passion of these brewmasters. I want to learn from these pioneers on what sets them apart from the rest and why they choose to call Cascadia their home. Cascadia is a bioregion in the Pacific Northwest on the North American continent. It's made up of the U.S. states of Washington and Oregon, as well as the Canadian province of British Columbia. In this podcast series, I'll be profiling the unique breweries of Cascadia, a region that has a strong presence on the international beer scene. In this episode, I'm in the neighborhood of Strathcona in Vancouver, British Columbia, an area undergoing significant growth and redevelopment following a period of urban decay. The service industry is responding to this upswing, and one of the new businesses in the neighborhood is the Strathcona Beer Company.
1: I'm Michael DeZarek, though most people call me Fez, and I'm the brewmaster here. And our other brewer is my son, Nicholas. Hi. How long has uh, Strathcona Beer Company been open? We opened in July. Uh, we brewed for most of June beforehand. Uh, we opened with our tasting license, uh, I think it was the 17th of July, with... Uh, actually quite a few beers on tap i think we had seven beers at that point when we opened which was unusual for a a brand new upstart like us
0: and uh why did you want to open this place
1: well um i have been a beer hunter my entire life Uh, in my previous career as a uh, live broadcast audio mixer i've traveled around the world uh, and wherever i've gone for work i always take time out for my hobby which was hunting down Mm craft beer, and you know what, no matter where you go in the world, you're going to find good craft beer, but sometimes you have to really look for it. What made you get into beer?
2: Uh, well, I, I kind of, when I went to university for um, synthetic chemistry and microbiology, I helped get myself through university by getting my spending money by working at a brewery. And I kind of got into the whole brewing industry because I wanted to go to school to take microbiology so I could become better at brewing. And kind of when I got into it, it, it kind of pushed me towards more getting into uh, pharmaceutical drug design. But now kind of as it was, as it, as it kind of came back into this, my dad started opening a <laughs> who thought about opening a brewery, I uh, I was like, oh, hey, well, like, why not apply all this new scientific knowledge to, to brewing and see what we can do, like, creatively that hasn't been done before.
0: What would you say is your style that you like to focus on here?
1: I'd say our philosophy is classic international beers. And I know that that creates a very wide spectrum and a palate. But I think for us, we like to offer not just the hoppy and crisp IPAs that the West Coast is known for, we'd like to offer a whole range of beers, especially because where we've opened here, I feel we have clientele and the neighborhood and the locals that come in here are growing with us and learning about beer as we go, because a lot of them aren't necessarily, you know, beer geeks or craft beer aficionados to start with, but they're getting into it and they're enjoying our beers. And now we're we're doing darker things and some uh, more interesting Belgian styles and people seem to be really enjoying it. When you think of Vancouver, this is this
0: is a neighborhood with kind of a uh, a different kind of past to what uh, the, when people think of Vancouver. This is kind of the this where we're in the downtown east side. So what made you want to f- focus on opening up in this area and in this neighborhood in particular?
1: Well, Two of our partners were born and raised in this neighborhood, so there was a connection there. And actually, when we found this space, the whole vision kind of really came together and clicked. It is a beautiful building. Uh, It is eight blocks away from Hastings in Maine, but it is a neighborhood that is in transition and it's actually changing quite quickly. You know, it's sort of the last neighborhood in greater Vancouver that has not caught on to the frenzy of the real estate market until quite recently. But now there's new little boutiques opening up and stores, people are building uh, condos, uh, I mean, just across uh, down the road, there's a a couple of big buildings going up. So the neighborhood is changing quickly, and we wanted to be part of that change.
0: I think you're really known at this point, I mean, you haven't been open that long, but I think you're really known for the Strathcona Gold. Um, What was the inspiration behind the gold?
2: Uh, Well, the gold was kind of our idea was that we wanted to have, well, Strathcona in itself. It's a funky area. There's a lot of skaters. There's a lot of, of uh, other kind of underground culture. And and a lot of our, our well, a couple of our, our investors and a couple of our, our workers here kind of grew up here. So we, we were getting back into that old kind of skater mentality. So we have our 40-ounce. And we are trying to figure something that was craft. So a strong beer, but that was easy enough to drink, but was also... 40 drinkable, so 1.14 liters at a time drinkable. And and the gold kind of came out of that because it was it was a very easy-to-drink beer, and it, it's been refined quite a bit now. And it kind of fits itself into that, being strong, being 6.66%, you know, kind of fits into that whole mentality quite well.
0: What's the size of this brew
2: house? Uh, we have a 25-heck brew house. We can squeeze a little bit more out of it if we want, but we have 550-heck fermenters and 550-heck bright tanks, so... It's about double batches per, per batch, so 25 is about what we do.
0: And what sort of challenges did you face um, when you were trying to open for business?
2: Well, it was
1: uh, a big learning curve for both of us, you know, despite the fact that we had a little bit of training back in Calgary a few years ago when we did actually work at the Wild Road Brewing Company. So we got our first taste of professional brewing there and, and a sense of what it took. But, for us, this is our first professional venture, so there was a lot to learn. We had very good support. Uh, our system came from specific mechanical, and they were very good at supporting us and helping us get the system up and running. I have to say uh, you know a big shout out to uh, to Brian. The head brewer over at Tofino, who uh, really came in and helped us do our first brew and got us going on protocols. And and we've sort of kept a lot of them as we got into it.
0: When you first opened, you had a very strict license. Was that due to the fact in the neighborhood or you were a new business? Because now you're actually able to serve a lot more than when you first opened
1: I think part of it was the the neighborhood it's kind of interesting I mean some other craft breweries were in the tasting room mode longer than us I mean I was quite surprised to hear that strange Fellows was actually eight months we lucked out with only four months as limiting as it was we understood that part of it was there was a lot of organizations in the neighborhood that were unfamiliar with the craft beer scene and they didn't think we needed another hotel you know serving you know liquor uh, along this strip like there are so many uh, moving west of here Uh, but then they came to realize that you know craft beer drinkers are very different they're discerning they come to try different things and to take beer home and we have very limited hours we're 11 to 11 and we don't serve anything but our own craft beer we do have uh you know uh, a red and a white wine on tap and a cider just for those who aren't really into the beer but we're not interested in selling alcohol or cocktails in that regard we just want to sell our beer And you have a kitchen, too. And we have a kitchen. So, yeah, that's a big plus. Uh, uh, Having a kitchen means we don't have to worry about uh, food trucks coming around and such like that. But we've also established with Alex, our our, uh, chef there, he makes a wonderful thin crust, very simple pizza. And people seem to appreciate it.
0: So what's your favorite food out of the kitchen to pair with uh, one of the beers you're making?
2: That depends on the beer. (laughs) But uh, I don't know. I I guess. How about a rainy day like today? Uh, Rainy day like today. Oh, well, today we today we had the Caesar salad and uh, the pepperoni. So it's, it's a pretty pretty traditional pepperoni pizza, but still the thin crust, all traditional or all very nice ingredients, and it, it, it's it's very delicious.
0: And what beer goes good with that?
2: Uh, well, today we were having the uh, the uh, smoked porter. So you know that's the that's the one of the day for sure.
0: And that's a that's a new beer for you, right?
2: Yeah, that's a brand new beer. It just came out uh, a couple of days ago in our tap room.
0: And how did you create that beer?
2: Uh, Well, that beer was based off of a a recipe that my dad actually made from years ago that we kind of took and uh, I I added – boosted up the smoked a little bit, boosted up the – well, switched switched the dark grain bill a little bit and kind of made it a little bit more balanced. (laughs) Actually – the smoke porter has probably the most complicated grain bill out of any beer that we've made here. There's, I think, at least nine or ten different types of specialty malts in there. I love the
1: beechwood smoked malt from Wireman in Bamberg, Germany. When I visited Bamberg years ago, their specialty there is Rauchbier, smoked beer, and uh, so that that's the malt I wanted to use in this. Book. But it, but it's only been on tap for like a week now at this point, right? Have you had much feedback on it? Well, not even. I think we put it on tap. Uh, last friday and we got it bottled and out on monday Uh, but over the weekend yes a lot of people have been waiting for a heavier darker beer from us we've had our mild which has got some wonderful uh, chocolate and coffee notes but it's only 3.8 percent. so it was great in the fall people really liked it but as the cold weather came and especially the cold weather we've had people want you know something more like a stout or a porter so it seemed like a lot of people were waiting for this beer and it's been selling quite well in, in the in the first week it's been on for sure and you have a Belgian double at the moment too, right? Again, like what? What's the story behind creating that beer?
2: Uh, well, we wanted to make a beer for the Christmas season that was kind of you know the traditional winter warmer, so a little bit stronger alcohol, a little bit you know a little bit more flavor than your typical beer. But we wanted also it to not be your traditional Christmas beer because you kind of put yourself into one place when you make a Christmas beer. Uh, so so we, we 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 decided the double because you know we wanted to go in the traditional kind of classic method of designing beer so uh, on the on, on the vein of of our gold the double was kind of the next logical step and uh so we made it we, we wished it turned out a little bit darker but you know things happen and, and it turned out really well so you know like rum raisin you know plum kind of like those those kind of like those those very very slightly caramelized sugar flavors and and it really turned out really really well uh 7.4 so a little bit stronger than your typical double but you know it's still very very nice beer
0: so you've been bottling here like you have a bottling line here right yes. um, where does where do those bottles go like how far is the reach at the moment?
1: Well pretty much we're still within the general Vancouver uh, area I think as far out as you know maybe Pitt Meadows and Langley and you know further out in, in the valley there. We're starting to get across to North Vancouver. I think we're more than 40 private liquor stores around the city at this point is carrying us. We're working on a deal. With the public liquor stores as well, I know we're we're allowed you know a certain number within a ten kilometer radius of our brewery, but we're sort of looking beyond that, and we'd like to be able to in in you know certainly this year be able to uh, get further inland in terms of the province, and, uh, and we also uh, I think we have stock up in Whistler as well. There's a number of accounts up there too. So we're only what six seven months old, but uh, we're growing quickly.
0: Is there a beer uh, that you have on your mind that you just haven't had a chance to make yet?
2: Ooh, that's a loaded question. I have a lot. Um, well, there's a couple things that are that are in the uh, <laughs> in the old in the old doc, but uh, I can't I can't quite say them yet. You know, they're 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 for next year. But look forward to some interesting, very interesting, deconstructed cocktails.
1: But in, in the immediate future, uh, we'll be launching our Pilsner in cans and our British IPA, which is one of our uh, top selling beers, also in uh, six pack cans. Um, and probably late March, uh, so, so for the spring. And then we're also going to start into Tallboy series. We'll probably start with uh, our Rye ESB and perhaps our Vienna Lager after that. Who's inspiring you locally at the moment uh, with the beers they're making?
2: Oh, there's there's quite a few people. I, I've really been enjoying the twin sale uh, the twin sales pale ales that have been coming out in their tall cans. They're really good uh, as they make well. That juice, as, yeah, the, the, the Dat juice that's that's, that's a, a great nice beer, one. Yeah. Uh, before that, the, their Simcoe pale ale was great. Uh, as far as as other beers go, I would say the the Four Winds Britannia Mice's IPA. That's that's a classic. Just like a, like well, an instant new age classic. It's it's a great one. There's a lot of people doing great things. Um, another one for the in the summer, not right now. And I think they're not making it now, but. The Strange Fellows Guardian, white IPA. Fantastic, fantastic beer. One of the best examples of really well done dry hopping that you can get in the city, for sure.
1: And Powell Street, you know, I got to give hats off to David Boquette there because the, he makes some amazing beers, and he's got a great barrel series going on. And they're expanding right now too, so I mean, their their tasting room is going to be a little more comfortable and a little bigger.
2: Wait, wait to see what you can see from them. Wait till you can till you can see what you can see from them because they, they have a bunch of beer, beer barrels right now that is just can, looks fantastic, and we don't we're not going to be able to see it for another year, so you never know.
1: But you know where we are, it's so close. I mean, we walk over to Lupolo and try. You know, they're fairly new and open, so they've got some interesting beers there. Their saison is already got a bit of a reputation Uh, i love going over to callister because of course you've always got the four different breweries there you know they're small but they've got different things happening all the time and looking forward to andina opening up in the next month or two just beyond powell street there so there's there's lots in our neighborhood
0: and i think powell street is your closest neighbor in terms of distance right yeah
1: just a quick walk over the bridge and we're there
0: and if somebody was wanting to kind of go down the same path as you guys what advice uh, would you be able to give them
1: Well, do your homework, find someone with very deep pockets, (laughs) and remember that uh, there's a lot more uh, of science to brewing and not just the art of brewing.
2: I would say... Yeah, yeah, do your research, kind of find your market, find your niche. Don't make the same thing that everyone else is making and try and make it better because even though you make a beer one time on a small system or a bunch of times on a small system, when you make it on a big system, it's a completely different ballgame. Um, it's going to take several batches as I'm sure you've seen with us if you've been drinking our beers from the start. Um, it, it takes several batches to kind of dial in the recipe and get where you want it to be. And, and it's all about just tweaking it. So uh, so pay be patient. Take your time. Meticulous sanitation is the best thing I could say. Absolutely.
1: Cleaning is next to godliness in a brewery. Absolutely. (laughs) Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you very much. Thanks so
0: much to Fez and Nick for taking some time out of their brew day to talk to me and uh, giving me a bit of a tour of the brew house, too. Really appreciate it, guys. If you want to check out Strathcona Beer Company, it's pretty easy to get to uh, using public transit. And uh, there's plenty of uh, parking in the neighborhood as well if you're uh, driving there. you got to try their pizzas, of course. They're awesome out of the kitchen. And uh, yeah, just check it out. It's a great space and great atmosphere and some big bay windows behind the bar too, so you can see right into the brew house. Thanks so much for listening. If you like this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. It really helps us get this podcast series into as many ears as possible. Also, if you like this podcast series so much and want to show some support for this independently produced podcast series, you can do so on Patreon. By going to patreon.com forward slash Cascadian Beer. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Cascadian Beer. And for more information and to follow the podcast series, you can go to Cascadian.Beer. Until
1: next time, remember, support your local.